Hey there, and welcome to the Smart and Simple Matters show with your host, Joel Zeslowski. I'm giving out free hugs on Hugger, one of the world's oldest social platforms. So come on over and join me there for a big ol' squeeze. It's not a one-time offer. This is episode number 86. Yodelay, my friend. That sounded better in my head than it did on the mic. (laughs) Welcome to another episode of the show. Oh, great googly moogly. I'm revved up that we're connecting for the next... uh, This this might actually take a little while because I'm taking you behind the scenes of an event I co-organized and co-hosted in October 2015 called Simple Rev 2015. I know... You're going to get some good stuff out of this episode, even if you don't attend, organize, or host events, because there are some universal benefits to finding your people and meaningfully connecting with them to transform each other's lives. Before we get things cranked up, though, I want to give a special thanks to our show's new patrons on Patreon, also known as the people who make the hundreds of hours and thousands of dollars of investment for Smart and Simple Matters possible. This time, yeah, yeah, we have two new patrons, Rox and Erica, so give it up for that generous combo. Wish I had a sound effect to play right now. I don't, so just clap, or silently. It really doesn't matter whether you support at a hundred pennies or a hundred dollars, because I am grateful for any and all support. But I do want to especially thank Erica as our first $3 an episode patron. And I'm hopeful there will be more of us willing to step it up because sweet sassy molassie, you make me happy. As always, this episode is brought to you by my voice and Patreon supporters. I don't have any sponsors. I just have you. So consider showing your support for me, this show, and our community at valueofsimple.com slash Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Now, here's a little extra dose of love to Rox, who recently took a picture of herself in the wild listening to SASM. Now, you look at the picture. I'll put it in the show notes. I can see, you can see, that Rox is smiling at us, but I swear... There's an alpaca smiling at us, too. Uh, You should see Rox's wonderful smile as well and garden in the background in the show notes. Those are at valueofsimple.com slash S-A-S-M-086. It's tremendous, or should I say garden-rific. Gardentastic? Gardenabolus. Garden. It's, It's good. Now that it's November 2015, my wife Melinda and I have closed up our backyard garden for the coming winter. But I tell you, October weather here in Minnesota this year was stellar. Stellar. Melinda and our boys, we spent a ton of the month outside. We've got this groovy arboretum outside of town. Uh, My dad loves creating these giant piles of leaves. He raked up a bunch for my sons, Grant and Clark, to frolic in. And, of course, be thrown in upside down by their papa. That's me. Uh, Strolling around the neighborhood, chatting up neighbors before people start to hibernate for the winter, which they do in Minnesota. Um, Not me. Not me. I will still be on the streets and the dog park this winter, as always, because I loves me some cold weather. 
Now, though, let's hit the main event. You know what it is? Yeah, Simple Rev 2015, baby. If you're newer to the show and are saying, uh, Simple, who's it? Simple, what's it? What? Uh, First of all, it's awesome to have you here. Second, Simple Rev is a movement within the greater world of simple living that I founded with a ton of help back in 2013. I've previously said that we are all about the crossroads of community and simplicity. We have a new tagline that I believe explains Simple Rev better. You ready? Simple Rev is simplicity your way, at your speed, with your people. Want me to break it down for you? Okay, simplicity your way means no fellow Simple Rever is going to try to convince you that their version of simple living is the best way or the right way. Meditators, uh, yogis, tiny housers, zero wasters, slow foodies, a whole bunch of other topics are welcome in our big old tent because we're all looking for similar things. We're looking for more gratitude, being liberated from feelings of this crushing overwhelm or insane busyness. I know I've experienced it. Maybe you have too. Um, Contentment from our relationships or experiences instead of our stuff. There's a whole lot more. I'll stop there because I want to go on to simplicity at your speed. Now, what does that mean? Simplicity at your speed means it's not a sprint to be the world's grooviest permaculturist or uh, mindfulness master. We Simple Revers love action. Baby steps, small experiments, those are just peachy. Thank you very much. And then simplicity with your people means doing your simple living thing within community, together, together, with like-minded friends and allies who don't think you're insane for intentionally opting out of mainstream hyperconsumption or this drive this push that a lot of us have towards uber productivity. If you feel like you're shot out of a cannon when you wake up, at least we hope you'll aim it at your fellow weirdos who believe that being isolated, uh, detached, helpless, that is the opposite of where humans are the most supported and fulfilled. You can get up to speed with Simple Rev no pun intended, (laughs) at simplerev.com. But hey, since you clearly enjoy podcasts, you're listening to one, you can listen to my Simple Rev 2014 podcast episode recaps in the show notes for this episode at valueofsimple.com slash SASM086. Simple Rev is much more than an annual North American Simple Living Enthusiast event now. For example... We are now helping simplifiers bring people together in their local community through our free Simple Rev local gatherings. I'm going to touch on some of the Simple Rev local stuff in a bit, but the focus will be on the Simple Rev 2015 event that 55 super duper sweet peeps participated in on October 2nd and 3rd in Minneapolis, Minnesota. One of our participants, get this, one of our participants said it was the best weekend of her life. No exaggeration. Uh, another participant says it was the truest sense of community that he's ever felt. Woo. Lace up your walking shoes, 
put on your listening ears. Keep that meal prep shopping. Whatever you're doing, it's go time for your inside look at Simple Rev 2015. Here we go. Okay, um, I got a little ahead of myself. You deserve some more context. A little uh, nuance, perhaps, before I get right into it. If you listened to SASM episode 81, where I got emotional about the time, uh, the energy, and the money that I've personally poured into Simple Rev in the past two years. Again, Simple Rev's not me. Uh, there are so many awesome people that I'm ex- excited to introduce you to and talk about in this episode. Um, but if you listen to that episode, you'll know that my future role with Simple Rev was, was kind of uncertain as of three months ago. Our community, though, they have brought their A-game in a big way since then, and we have a ton of momentum once again. Just makes me think... Ah, yeah, it feels incredible to have the wind at your back on smooth seas instead of swimming into a tidal wave without a boat or a paddle. Yeah, that's rough stuff. Don't want to have any of that happen to us. I'm giving you my perspective in this episode, but you're going to hear me use the words we, are, and us a lot because again, Simple Rev, it's not me. Simple Rev would not exist without my original brain trust partner, Dan Hayes, who strongly guided us when it would have been much, much easier to shut this Simple Living community experiment down. Uh, The existence and the mission of Simple Rev, which uh, it would have spread much slower if not for the unwavering support of Joshua Becker. Uh, We might have been floating aimlessly after Dan gracefully left, if Sarah Waycamp hadn't joined our brain trust, she's still with us. Yeah, Sarah, you rock. I could give kudos and shout outs to tons of other folks because there are so many people with their messy, lovely fingerprints on the Simple Rev thing. We built a great community within our core supporters in addition to a vibrant community around Simple Rev. With that said... Here's what I have in store for you from us. Number one, insight about the fantastic participants. Number two, the kinds of activities we did together and some of the why and how of those activities. Number three, producing the event and what it means to organize a bootstrapped, non-commercial, sponsor-free event at the crossroads of community and simplicity. Number four, how folks are changed when they intimately connect with their right people. And number five, ways that you can get involved with Simple Rev. Let's start with number one, insight about the fantastic participants. Because it's the people who make all the difference, yo. It is every dang time. You can have the best marketing. You can have the greatest event design or the most engaging host ever. But if the people who show up aren't willing to spring into action and deeply, meaningfully, deliberately connect with each other, it's freaking game over before you even begin. Two people in particular deserve some special praise right away. First, Sarah Wakecamp of ParentsWho.com. 
She was my event planning partner the whole way and remains Simple Rev's director of common sense. <laughs> oh, sure ain't me. Uh, it was hard being at the event. Just, just to kind of tone it down a moment here. It, it was really, it was really hard being at the event. Sarah couldn't be there. She gave birth to her third son, Alan, three months before the event, and uh, she couldn't swing the trip. But uh, her spirit and all of the work she put into pulling it off, it made a huge difference. That was invisible to most folks, but I certainly noticed, and I certainly felt it the whole time. Next, a big shout out to Anthony Ungaro, my co-host for Simple Rev 2015 and the dude behind BreakTheTwitch.com. If you don't know Anthony, I interviewed him in a previous episode. I'm forgetting the number, but he's awesome. I su- suggest you check him out. I interviewed Sarah and her husband, Chris, as well in a previous episode. Anthony, though, he's the full-time marketing director at a bike-sharing company called Nice Ride, and he lives about 20 minutes away from me in Minneapolis. We had a ton of fun figuring out how to inspire and entertain and connect these 55 people from across North America. Um, That is, of course, when I wasn't making them look at a spreadsheet. Sorry about that, Anthony. Uh, When I wasn't making them look at a spreadsheet, though, he was just on fire and he simply rocked his role as co-host. Now, since nobody was lining their pockets or getting paid to do anything at Simple Rev 2015... We relied entirely on the generosity of our community and some volunteers for some key roles. Uh, just three of our volunteers, Tina Van Erp was our lead ambassador for the event. And oh my goodness, if you don't know Tina, she doesn't have a strong online presence, but you should get to know her. She is dynamic. She is challenging in the right ways. She is all about, put me, I want to be of service. I work best in the social settings when I'm doing something, when I'm of service to others. From setting up the registration table to facilitating an activity to giving me and Anthony kudos at the end of the event, it was just phenomenal to have her involved. Another person, Alex Sina. He was our videographer for the event. Again, these are all volunteers. These are all folks from our community who wanted to get their fingerprints on it. Um, Alex recorded the video last year. And he also did our videography this year. He's going to do all the video post-production as well for those nifty YouTube videos that we're going to have up sometime soon. He was tremendous. Uh, He got his dad one day and a friend to come and be his assistant videographer. And he just, just a steadying influence. You don't have to worry whether he's going to do a good job or if he's going to show up on time or do what he needs to do or if the edits are going to look funky. He's got it on lockdown. And then last, Mike Beck. Now, I didn't really know Mike ahead of time. It was actually Anthony who connected me with Mike. And he said, hey, I'll take some pictures of your event. And we needed a volunteer photographer. So he said, yeah. I talked to Mike for half an hour over Skype. He seemed like a good dude. He took good pictures. Little did I know how good he was. Uh, He later told me that this was the most challenging pictures that he's ever taken, but also the most rewarding it was a total win-win to have him involved and to see all of the pictures on Flickr. I'm going to link to them in the show notes so you can see how awesome Mike Beck is at taking pictures. Now, let's get to participants, though. I, of course, being as comprehensive as I am, would love to talk about my experiences or the community's experience with every single one of our event participants. But uh, yeah, yeah, that would take too long. So I'll have to highlight a Uh, shall we say, a representative sample of our participants. 
Just some initial context for you. The age range was from 23 to 60. We had about twice as many women as men this year. And two-thirds of us were active on Twitter, while others didn't even have an online presence. Kind of a a range here, right? Uh, We had paleo people like me. We had lacto-ovo vegetarians, vegans, and everything in between. Half of us preferred hugs as our primary greeting. That's that hugger thing I was talking about. Uh, We had people from professions as wide as marketing, minimalism advocates, daycare provider, architecture, just all over the place in a really nifty way. People came from as far away as Vancouver, British Columbia, or South Florida to Minneapolis, Minnesota. And hopefully, this is just, I want to paint this picture here. This is such a diverse group of folks that spans so many different demographics and psychographics and interests and passions and skills. It was really nifty. So let's get to some of the specific participants. This uh, representative sample, right? Going in a somewhat random order, let me tell you about Katie Berg. Now, she came to Simple Rev 2014, and she was inspired to start her Skyway Mom blog after that, and she has since gained a very well-deserved following for funny, practical, and unconventional articles. Last fall, she and her husband moved out of their big suburban home into a small two-bedroom apartment in a very culturally rich and highly walkable downtown St. Paul, Minnesota area. Now, from her perspective, just hearing her say it, uh, the downtown Skyway system, if you're not familiar with the Twin Cities, Minneapolis and St. Paul, we have this Skyway system. They're enclosed bridges over city streets that eliminate trudging through bitter cold and snow because, hey, not everyone's a crazy pants like I am who doesn't mind that kind of stuff. Um, And of course, downtown St. Paul, it's really kid-friendly when you get into it. That sealed the deal for their move. I brought my then four-year-old son, Grant, over to Katie's apartment last year for some kiddo playing time, and I was just really impressed by her lifestyle, by her kindness, by her mindset, just such a warm and generous lady. Now, maybe you don't know, probably don't know, you don't know most things about me. I'm going to tell you over time. I grew up in St. Paul, Minnesota, but I never really explored downtown St. Paul as a kid, like Katie does right now with her two boys. Um, The way that she says, just downtown St. Paul, it's become her private space. And although moving from this big suburban home into this two-bedroom apartment, they shrunk their physical living space more than fourfold in the move, but um, actually her, her real living space has increased about a thousandfold because she has access to the Central Library. It's got an amazing children's section. Um, there's a world-class children's museum there, uh, indoor swimming pool, and more. All of these things just outside of their door, all extensions of their living room. And if you want more from this simplicity-obsessed, farm-raised vegan mom who is raising her kids to be not bilingual, but trilingual, Start with my favorite Skyway Mom article. I'm going to link to it in the show notes. It's called How to Make Your Small Family Home Feel Like a Mansion. Next, we have Allie Chase, who has been hyper-engaged with us Simple Revers from the moment she found out about us from a Becoming Minimalist blog post. This is, this is the tough part is, how do I summarize all these just cool people concisely? Uh, I uh, Here, let me, yes, yes, okay, we'll start here. Her newest passion is something called the giveaway life. 
that she and her husband, Jared, are doing in their hometown of Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, She puts the giveaway life into a nutshell by saying that she and Jared live with less stuff, so we have more time and resources to give. We were created to keep our lives, but to give them away. Now, knowing Allie's reverence for her faith, I'm guessing that concept of the giveaway life comes from, there's a passage in the Bible, not that I'm too familiar with it, but I looked it up. Um, Luke wrote similar words, give away your life, you'll find life given back. Generosity begets generosity. I'm sure Luke's not the only guy who's ever said that. People have been saying that for thousands and thousands of years, um, but her faith is such a huge part of it and has inspired her to give away a big chunk of her life, to lead a life of contribution, of generosity. And I just, I got a taste of that, just getting to know her over the last year and a half. She taught in public schools for 16 years. She's a a children's book author. She volunteers frequently with Compassion International. She even does a little bit of private tutoring for kids on the side. She's just all about kids. Um, And as of November 2015, when this episode is published, she and Jared are working on the supplies and funding to build a modified tiny house it's, um, it's kind of like a, a garage. Well, it is, it is a garage for Jared to work in. And then he's got a residential contracting business. And then they're going to have a shop house or a, a mother-in-law apartment directly above it. So imagine a garage, a standard American-sized garage, and directly above it, there's an apartment. And that's it. That's the whole structure and really cool. And I know they're working on funding and they're looking for sponsorships and connections to help pull this off. Allie's awesome and I highly recommend you check her out. She's online under the handle The Giveaway Life. Now, let's explore one of Simple Rev 2015's three pastors who are in attendance. Yeah, there are a lot of religious folks there. There's also people like me. I'm, I'm an atheist. Um, I know there are other fellow atheists there. Again, such diversity in thought and background and experiences and beliefs all unified around simple living and a sense of belonging among community. Uh, but one of the three pastors there was Matt Gunia. He lives outside of Chicago, and he won a free ticket to our events, who uh, just graciously given to them by Jean-Francois and Cheryl Moreau, who were going to lead a workshop for us. They ended up not being able to come. They refused to take their money back for their tickets. So we gave a couple of scholarships, and Matt got one of them. He was the very first participant that I connected with on the Thursday evening before the action really began. We had this pre-event connecting thing. I'll tell you about it in a moment. Um, we swapped stories about how our young kids motivated us to make these big changes. It was just so cool. And I could tell, I mean, here I am. It's Thursday. The action's heating up. I'm heating up. I am just all smiles and energy and just feeling it totally. And here I am. I'm sitting across from a guy who describes himself as an intense introvert. But when you're with Matt, his intensity really comes through for his faith and his family and his hobbies like running. I, I just... I wish, I really wish I could share the story that he told us during participant story time. Uh, I'm going to get to participant story time a little bit later in this episode because Matt had everybody in tears. It was so powerful. I'm looking down at my arm right now. I have goosebumps just thinking about his talk. So there's one more. Um, I got, I'm realizing that I better stop after this next awesome fella because I won't know how to shut it down if I keep going like this. So let's talk some Charlie Gilkey of Productive Flourishing fame for a moment. 
Charlie, who you may know already. If you don't, you should. He's sweet. Charlie was one of a handful of household names at our event, like Joshua Becker, Courtney Carver, Mark and Angel Chernoff, or Farnoosh Brock. Uh, but unless you know the guy well, he, he doesn't seem to fit to this whole simple living thing that we got going on. At least uh, he doesn't seem to fit on the surface because his business, his public persona, is about primarily helping other people with their small businesses. And Charlie's helped me in some pretty cool ways. Um, and I invited Charlie to give a workshop that he ended up calling Start Finishing. Three key strategies to simplify your plans. Enjoy the process and do your best work. Now, I wanted him to give this workshop because I knew that our participants might struggle to do something meaningful after their time at Simple Rev 2015. It's a pretty common thing. You go somewhere, you get inspired, you talk to some cool people, you get home, and then what happens? Far too often, that's not a lot, or even worse, nothing. So Charlie is the great, just a sweet kick in the pants um, with a smile most of the time. Uh, He delivered his workshop, of course. He just totally delivered on it. Um, But his fit at our event was really obvious when he got into the moderate minimalism that he and his wife, Angela, practice. I was really fortunate to get some one-on-one time with Charlie earlier this year at the World Domination Summit in Portland and hear about his support for his friends who were on a vision quest. Now, I'm not going to get into the details of a vision quest, uh, but just the radical simplicity of his life during that week, being outdoors, supporting his friends, this, the, the cavernous gratitude he had for the food, uh, water, fire, the capacity to support his friends uh, while he was out there, that, that's just going to stick with me for a really long time. And the nifty thing, well, there's a lot of nifty things, but one of them is my life just continues to intersect more and more with Charlie's, and I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. You're going to hear me talk more about uh, Charlie in the next episode as I I pay tribute to my friend and uh, Live Your Legends founder, Scott Dinsmore, uh, whose spirit Charlie is helping to keep alive in a rather massive transition after Scott's death, climbing Mount Kilimanjaro in early September. I think this is actually a great time to acknowledge Scott's influence in my drive to bring people together. Uh, He was all about bringing people together and helped me push forward on the original Simple Rev 2014 events when I may have rather said, just screw it, it's it's too hard. Um, That spirit of meaningfully bringing people together was just palpable through Simple Rev 2014, or 15, I should say. Which brings us to our second main topic, the event activities. I know you want to hear about them. You want some what, who, why, how. I'm going to give it to you right now. So first, we had this pre-event connecting on Thursday night. Uh, it was a mixer for about 30 of our 55 participants showed up because, hey, why wait to connect until the f- festivities officially begin? Am I right? This is where I got into full-on host mode. I love being in host mode. Uh, Didn't take that hat off until Sunday morning. Um, I seriously take those hosting duties. Seriously, I guess. (laughs) I want people to just have an amazing time. And I get a ginormous amount of satisfaction from seeing these new friendships form and old friendships blossom in a container that I help create. Not that I'm the one responsible for it, but just creating that environment, that intimacy, that sense of belonging. Oh, it is so much fun. 
And then as the actual activities began on Friday morning, we did uh, what we ended up calling an opening roundtable. And I'm going to give you some context from The Power of Participation. I'll link to that book in the show notes. It's written by a guy named Adrian Seeger. His website is conferencesthatwork.com. That book blew my mind in terms of how you can have an event that's peer-driven and peer-led. More on that in a bit. But um, the roundtable, it provides a structured and intimate way for participants to learn more about each other just right away. At a community event, which Simple Rev 2015 was, where everyone's a peer, which we were, and we're all just human, which we were. There were no cyborgs or androids, as far as I know. That is just super important. Um, We designed it. There were no keynote talks or anything other than a welcome message from me and Anthony before the roundtable. Now, the way that we did it, and there's different ways, but the way that we did it, we discovered how each person got to the event, uh, literally and preferably figuratively, why everyone came and what everyone was passionate about or can contribute to everyone else with experience or expertise. It works by going around a circle and answering one at a time the same three questions. Number one, how did I get here? Number two, what do I want to have happen here? And number three, what experience or expertise do I have that others may find useful? It was just so cool to see people instantly know based on someone else's uh, personality or their backstory or what they're currently into. Oh, oh, I totally got to talk to that awesome human being over there. And since everyone had the chance to be seen and heard in the first two hours of the event, all our participants knew who they absolutely needed to connect with. No guessing, no hoping. We all knew a good bit about each other before we even really started. I've never had that kind of experience at an event before. I never want to go to an event again without that kind of opening roundtable session. Another core activity was a series of five workshops that we had lined up across our two days. Um, Started with Charlie Gilkey's workshop on getting people to start finishing their projects. And then Farnoosh Brock talked about the paradox of excessiveness to achieve simplicity. Sounds weird, I know. Not weird if you experienced it. Uh, Farnoosh travels super light. She's a dedicated yogi, just has this crystal clear mind, such an eloquent speaker. Uh, I was just really excited to see her challenge a room of minimalists and essentialists and enoughists, the the kind of folks who spend a significant amount of time making sure that they don't own a lot of stuff um, and they don't really focus too much on the stuff aspect of simple living. Farnoosh, though, she's a little bit contrarian, which is welcome. I love it. Um, She owns and she loves nice things, like really nice things. And I just found it totally refreshing, once again, to see someone do simple living differently than everyone else. And I got really good feedback from participants that they enjoyed that, too. Our third workshop was from Mark and Angel Chernoff, and they are masters, masters at thinking positively, even through major adversity. There are so many snippets that stuck with our participants. Uh, I remember one of them, Mark made the statement that you can't get a positive answer from a negative question. You can't get a positive answer from a negative question. Uh, Depending on when you listen to this episode, their workshop may be up on the Simple Rev YouTube channel, and it is a doozy of a dandy. Uh, Jeff Sanquist actually has a nifty recap of the workshop if you want to get it sooner. Um, all the other, actually, Jeff recapped all the workshops and talks really well. I'll let you go deeper if you want uh, with links to his blog posts. They're going to be in the show notes at valueofsimple.com slash SASM086. 
Next up was Liz Zurich Boudry of Envision with something called Simple Spaces Better Being How to Align Your Surroundings and Life. Much of the workshop was just Liz uh, going, doing the major backstory about restoring a family legacy by restoring a lake house that her grandfather built decades earlier. And if there's one thing that I'll take away from Liz's workshop, it's her constant refrain that good work takes time. I want you to remember that. When you're questioning whether you should push through, if it's too hard, good work takes time. Man, Liz does it ever, uh, at least if you're me. Our last workshop was from Justin Baker of Mindful Power, and dude totally over-delivered on energy, humor, presentation quality, and value. Just, ah, wow. Central concept was modern meditation and the timeless problems that it can help solve. He guided us through two group meditations and a whole lot more. Just, just good stuff. And we allocated a big portion of event time to all these workshops because they are community oriented. They're intimate, they're practical, they're interactive, and importantly, because simple revers are about taking action. So those workshops were action oriented, just dynamite overall. Of course, there is a time and place for more traditional talks at a peer-led and peer-driven event. So we had the good fortune of Joshua Becker giving us some warm but challenging words after our opening roundtable. And Courtney Carver gave our only Rev Talk this year, which is uh, just essentially a TED Talk, but with 12-minute time limit instead of 20. Because who needs 20 minutes when you can do it in 12, baby? Joshua... I knew about Joshua's talk ahead of time. He and I talk frequently and what the theme would be about um, pursuing simple living and inviting others to do the same. Why? To make a contribution to those around you. Instead of simplifying to the point where you can just sit back and be like, ah, I got this life. I'm just going to live a life of leisure. His words about the role of generosity in our lives were well-received and he is clearly walking the walk. In case you didn't know, this is kind of breaking news as of when I'm publishing it. He and his wife, Kim, have just publicly launched a nonprofit called The Hope Effect to revolutionize orphan care. Uh, What they're doing is unique in the orphan care space because they focus on providing solutions that mimic the traditional family structure. I've actually already contributed to The Hope Effect when Anthony Ungaro donated his birthday to raise funds for them. Um, of which 100% of those dollars are used for orphan care. 100% of those dollars. I encourage you to explore more for yourself at hopeeffect.com. Getting over to Courtney. Courtney Carver spoke later in the first day and continued to just bang that drum I'm pounding on as well to boycott busyness. That's her term, not mine. I'm not that clever. Boycott busyness. The whole talk, it was just so quotable. But my favorite snippet was this one. She said, when you live or work outside your heart, there will be a breakup, breakdown, or both. When we have to juggle everything, we can't enjoy anything. Measure what's in our hearts, not on our lists. End of quote. Uh, I actually did a Simple Rev hosted webinar with Courtney in August 2015 about her busy boycott. I'm going to link to it in the show notes because it is all kinds of awesome. Speaking of all kinds of awesome, I want to talk about the offers and needs market, OANM, which I am endlessly fascinated and uh, rather obsessed with these days. I talk about it 
all the time and in any context I can, now you get to benefit from it. The offers and needs market. Okay, what the deuce, right? The offers and needs market is like asset mapping. It's, it's a way to figure out what assets a community has. It's a way to bootstrap communities by focusing on what passions, uh, skills, resources, and connections the group already has. It's really about highlighting what people can already do. And it provides a positive way to short circuit this narrative. You've heard it. I've heard it. Sometimes it goes on in my own head. This narrative that says, uh, but, but, but we don't have the resources to do that. Uh, I, I don't know the right people. I don't have the skills. The emphasis in uh, OANM is on creating and sustaining the mindset of what you can do to help and get helped right now. If you want to know how we do the offers and needs market, you can go to simplerev.com slash OANM for instructions on how to run your own. Uh, the kinds of matches that we made, though, both real-time and after the fact, when we put 250 post-it notes into a spreadsheet with categories and subcategories, because, yeah, post-it notes, spreadsheets, such a beautiful combination. The matches that we made, though, we had people becoming exercise accountability buddies. We had folks sharing knowledge about backpack traveling, knitting and sewing know-how, Um, There were two people, one who offered search engine optimization knowledge and the other one who needed it for her new blog. We had folks connecting about aquaponics and public speaking, video production, paleo lifestyle stuff, Simple Rev local gathering hosts, which there are now a ton of and I'm stoked about, and hugs. Yes, I was not the only one who put an offer and a need of hugs. Yeah, we're kind of cruising along here. Let's see, what else did we do and share at Simple Rev 2015? Stories. Stories. Lots and lots of stories. People loved the stories. And we heard in the opening roundtable, the number one thing that people said they were at Simple Rev 2015 for was to hear other people's stories. As an event organizer and, a, and the host, the co-host, you know, I firmly believe that everyone has a story inside of them. And because we truly believe that every person at Simple Rev 2015 has something to contribute, we wanted to give people the opportunity to share their story in up to three minutes with the rest of the community. A lot of those are going to be on YouTube as well, so you can look forward to that. And sweet sassy molassy, did people deliver Just like last year. I mean, last year's stories, there was laughter, there was tears and everything in between. Same thing with this year's stories. Um, Our roller derby friend, Amanda Faraday's Rage Dolan, started us off. And once she opened it up, the floodgates just came open up to... We heard stories about challenges and triumphs, all these great messages of encouragement. Ooh, So we got, this year, we had 13 people share their stories in the hour-long session, and I am just so excited if I get permission from the majority of people to share those as widely as I can. They are so dang inspiring and motivating and just epitomize what we're trying to do with this whole crossroads of community and simplicity. Besides the opening roundtable, the offers and needs market and participant story time, we had a peer-driven breakout session slot, which I got to admit, turned out to be way too short. I just screwed that one up in the planning process. Um, 
I, re- I could have done a better job with the breakout sessions overall, getting the breakout session leaders going earlier, their participants in the right place and settled. But uh, despite the uh, organizing flaws and the facilitating flaws on my part, uh, it really sounded like a hit despite the crunch time frame. We had two women who led a breakout session on hands-on simplifying, like physically hands-on stuff. Uh, one of them, Lisa Lukin, did one travel with kids, and Liz Tupper got into zero waste with a bunch of folks. I'm making a mental note. More time for breakout sessions in future events I host. That one is not getting forgotten. Okay, I have one more thing, one more main activity before I get into some real quick bonus activities. Uh, Our last group exercise of the main action was done in small groups of six people. It's called a personal introspective, which I learned about from Adrian Seeger's book, The Power of Participation. Again, cannot recommend that book enough. Uh, I'm paraphrasing Adrian here, but our personal introspective, uh, we designed it as a closing activity to finish the event story arc. Uh, It's an opportunity to explore changes that you may want to make after your time in an event. Really, you're supposed to listen to your head, heart, and gut all at once because, again, we do not want people leaving and doing nothing or not feeling supported, or not feeling encouraged, or not feeling like they have the connections and resources and skills that they need to make their dent in the universe. So how does this baby work? Well, it starts in silence by writing down the answers to five questions. I'm not going to get into the context of the questions. I'm just going to give them to you real quick. You can explore more later if you like. Question number one, what do you want to have happen now? Question number two, what is the current situation? Question number three, what are you willing to do? Question number four, how will you know when it happens? And question number five, where and how will it get support? It was a lot of fun. Anthony and I, we were just flies on the wall, bouncing around different groups. They gained this new level of intimacy and formed some new alliances. Super, super cool. Uh, actually, our event survey after the fact showed the personal introspective. It just got high marks across the board. And if you're a meeting planner or an event organizer or you know people who are those things, try a similar closing activity at the end of your thing. If you can break people into small groups, it is just phenomenal. Okay, this is the time my brain's telling me. It's like, hey, says Lasky, Joel, Joel, tell him, tell him this. But wait. There's more. Oh, yes. Uh, Bonus activities. We had some bonus activities, too. We had this group dinner on Friday night. 30 of us went to a burger joint called Annie's Parlor on the University of Minnesota campus. Uh, And except for me forcing people to swap seats in the middle so they could connect with more folks during the two days, it was a ton of fun. People did not like that. I'm thinking, hey, make more friends. Like, swap seats. Don't sit by the same people for two and a half hours. Maybe I won't do that next time. Uh, On Saturday night, after we officially wrapped, we went back to our event venue on the University of Minnesota campus. It was called the McNamara Alumni Center. That right there is a great facility. Um, We had a private participant-only screening of Minimalism, a documentary about the important things. You're going to be hearing a lot more about this film in 2016 when it publicly launches uh, The Minimalists. Joshua Fields Milburn and Ryan Nicodemus, who I'm friends with, they were hoping to come to Simple Rev 2015. Uh, they, they couldn't. They couldn't swing it due to their film festival schedule. So they asked, hey, hey, dude, can you screen our collaborative film? And people just really enjoyed it. 
So there's that. Uh, in our last bonus activity, we had an optional Sunday morning one for prospective Simple Rev Local hosts. Now, Simple Rev Local, this is actually going to be my main thing for Simple Rev for the indefinite future. I am so all in about this. Um, and because I have so much passion and so much personal investment into seeing all of these small local communities bring people together around simple living, <laughs> I was really nervous and really eager to see how many people were going to show up for the training uh, and how into it they would be as well. So here I am. It's Sunday morning. I get to the coffee shop. It's 8.40. I tell people, hey, we're going to have some breakfast first and we'll start at around 9. I thought maybe, maybe five people would show up. But there were five people already at the coffee shop uh, when I got there 20 minutes early. And I thought, yeah, this, this right here, this is a good sign. Uh, I know, uh, again, this is about Simple Drive 2015, but one of our strategic goals with the event was to get people so into Simple Rev that they wanted to go back home, wherever home was, and do these Simple Rev local gatherings, these free, intimate, recurring community groups that help each member on their Simple Living journey. It's, um, it's still an untested, fledgling kind of project. So again, a lot of uncertainty in the air, but people are in good spirits and totally eager for their bonus Simple Rev action though. I'm going to skimp on some details here because you don't want me to get into all of it, but this is a telling sign. We started at nine. We ended at a little after one. Not a single person got up to pee (laughs) for four hours. I kept stopping people every half an hour. I'm like, hey, who needs to get some water? Who wants to go pee? Nobody wanted to get up and leave. Everybody just was eating it up. And not just what I was doing, facilitating the training, but each other, this last hurrah and the connection, it was just magical. And when I drove home on Sunday afternoon, I got home about 1.45. I parked my car in the driveway. I just sat there for about a minute. I was I was unable to move. My brain just ceased functioning for about a minute and I just stared but at the same time, I had this exhilarating feeling to just have left everything on the court and to have seen all of our participants do the same thing too. Now, uh, I know I promised you a little bit of the factory tour of producing the event, and I want to make sure that we get that. So let's do that. C- come on inside, you know, doors open, factory tour of the event. Come on in, baby. To recap so far, uh, we've done a few case studies on some event participants. Uh, We've gone through the what, why, and how of the activities. And now the core Simple Rev 2015 action took place on uh, Friday and Saturday. But of course, there's plenty to do before and after that. Uh, Co-organizing, co-hosting a multi-day Simple Living community event. (laughs) There's a lot that goes into it. The Monday beforehand was a dress rehearsal, which... It did not go well, at least from my perspective. We had a lot of technical issues. Uh, We were slow in our walkthrough of um, this intricate event facilitating process that me and Anthony were doing. And of course, Tina, as our lead volunteer, was prominently involved. Um, Tina told us, though, she said, rough Mondays make for smooth Fridays. That is a gem, Tina. Fortunately, she was right. But uh, at the time, still felt pretty dicey. Now, I'm just telling you about my perspective here. I spent most of Tuesday finalizing the Simple Rev local host gathering training that I did on Sunday morning and just practicing the sweet Jesus out of a 13,000-word play-by-play document that I created to keep us on time, having fun, and connecting like crazy. If you don't already know this about me, I can be comprehensive, like kind of over-the-top comprehensive. Uh, I'm sure Anthony, my co-host, will be happy to tell you all about that whenever you ask. 
Wednesday, more of the same. Thursday, I did some home yoga, practiced my part of the play-by-play again, and then I realized at about 2 p.m., hey, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm good here. We got this. We got this. Everything's under control. Everything's shaping up super. I mean, I even had time to stop at the public library on my way to the coffee shop for a pre-event action. Um, and best of all, this year, I didn't need to get any treatment for shingles. Woohoo! Which last year, I developed uh, shingles the week of Simple Rev 2014. This year, I also didn't have to have any unpleasant conversations with law enforcement, which that was fun. And that's also a fun story for another time. You can get that in my recap of uh, my podcast episodes from last year, which are going to link to in the show notes. Let me tell you what it's like to produce a bootstrapped, non-commercial, sponsor-free event, though. It's hard. (laughs) It's really hard in a lot of ways. All the revenue we got from ticket sales. Actually, it was the only revenue we got for anything. The only revenue we had to offset our fixed costs and our variable costs, all of that went directly back into the participant experience. Um, hey, I mean, at least we saved money by skimping on the swag bags, right? Because our minimalist friends wouldn't have wanted to have it in any other way. We got that going for us. The main thing that we had going for us, we had 100% creative freedom and control of the event design. No sponsors, like not commercial. We don't have to trot anyone out for now for a message from your sponsor. It was just so great to be in that kind of environment. And I know our participants appreciated it too. Um, It allows us the creative freedom to come up with things like Hugger. You know, Dan Hayes and I dreamed up this thing, H-U-G-G-R, one of what we say is the oldest, one of the oldest social platforms. Hugger works just like this. You find another human and you, you hug them. With their permission, of course. Uh, Dan and I, we had a lot of fun with Hugger last year, and Anthony and I agreed to do the same thing this year. Our other participants were given permission to hug fellow Simple Living advocates, most of them complete strangers, and they did. They did. It seemed pretty hokey at first, but you look, thousands of hugs later, a lot of people were feeling a lot of good vibes. These are the things that you can do when you're bootstrapping it. These are the kinds of things that you can do with a community event where there's a base level of trust and respect that everybody has, even among strangers. Um, We also designed Simple Rev 2015 to be like a salad bar. We told everybody, take what you need and leave the rest for someone else. Stated another way, uh, we didn't expect everyone to experience every single second of every single workshop or peer conference session or talk or meal or bonus round action. Nobody was offended when somebody needed downtime. Um, Maybe they wanted to opt out of a particular group activity. It didn't float their boats. They wanted to carry on an amazing conversation. They started during a break while everyone else was back in the main event. All cool. Uh, We just treated everyone like adults. We didn't try to overly control their behavior um, or where they ended at any point in time. Although, I have to mention, I can be a highly effective timekeeper and move things along with the efficiency that I'm sure the Germans would be proud of. All with laughs and a smile. Well, mostly with laughs and a smile. All right. So that was a little of the Simple Rev 2015 factory tour. Close the door behind you as you exit. But don't leave. Don't leave. We're not done here yet. We're not done. There's no gift shop. There's no free samples at the end. But uh, I'll invite you to leave a comment on the show notes if you want to know more about what I just talked about. Maybe I neglected to cover something that you're curious about. I'll tell you about it. You just got to know what you want. Last for now, at least as far as the big chunk of this episode, I want to talk about how folks are changed 
when they intimately connect with their people. So let's discover that a little bit. Um, You know, all the like-minded, I love you for who you are and I don't judge you kind of people, those kinds of folks are mighty rare, at least in my experience. And when you take a person who's starving for a sense of belonging, and we had a number of those folks, um, when they feel isolated and helpless and detached and powerless in their local area, they don't know people like them. And even, even in the online circles they run in, what does it do to you when you offer someone an all-you-can-eat buffet of nourishing relationships and awesome activities for two days? What does it mean to have that? People just kept raving about this true sense of community that we were all able to create. And they noted that they finally didn't feel alone or like a weirdo anymore. Being among all these like-minded people was just the freshest breath of air that they've had in such a long time. Uh, People just kept talking about willingly and happily pushing themselves out of their comfort zone. Sometimes we shoved them a little bit, gently, um, and just growing a ton as a result. I I just, let me, just for a moment here, I want to illustrate this joyous sense of community with three quick stories. During Farnoosh Brock's workshop on Friday, she challenged us to act on one small idea that would bring more simplicity to our lives. Now, one of our participants, Steve, He committed to filling a basket with his clothes and letting go of them. Steve, definitely not a minimalist. We weren't all minimalists there. Um, So Steve posts the picture of this laundry basket with a whole bunch of clothes on our Facebook group Friday evening, which was cool. And Mike Beck, our stellar event photographer, he sees that Facebook post on Friday night. And he was talking to a friend about it on Saturday morning before he came back for day two of our event. Well, Mike's friend knew a local youngster about Steve's size that needed really, he needed nothing more than some clothes to make him feel confident at school and to make him feel like he fit in. Mike then goes and asks Steve if he had gotten rid of the clothing already. And of course he hadn't since it just took place. So they immediately arranged to coordinate for a direct clothing donation and make a local kid mighty happy All of this takes place in less than 24 hours. Now, it would be groovy enough if the story stopped there, but it doesn't. It gets better. Mike later told us that not only did Steve's basket of clothes get picked up, but this needy kid's neighbors rallied when they heard from Mike's friend about the clothes donation. Now, as you might imagine, somebody who desperately needs clothes probably desperately needs some other things. And this kid's family... um, It turns out they were in crisis, actually, from what I understand. All the neighbors around them, this family, they rallied. They got the whole family clothing. They got them groceries, fresh garden produce, gift cards, and they even fundraised. They got enough cash to pay one month's worth of their rent. All because Steve, Mike, and Mike's friend set off a chain of events worthy of the greatest offers and needs market match in a long time. Wowzers. That just blows my mind. Here's another quick story for you. So it's Friday evening. We're at the burger joint, Annie's Parlor, and we're all having a great time. But uh, the evening's getting late and people are starting to wrap it up. So I'm just having a chat with some people. And Michelle, we had three Michelles, uh, but Michelle Brookberry, she comes up to me towards the end of the dinner and she says, Joel, I have two problems right now. The first is that my face hurts because I've been smiling so much. 
<laughs> and I'm laughing at this point in time. Uh, and she says, the second problem I have is that I can't take any of you home with me. And uh, that, one, that one was just so touching. What Michelle was saying is that she can't find people in her local area or online, like the people that she got to experience in person at Simple Rev 2015. That made my heart flutter a little bit. Uh, one last story that I highlighted actually in a recent Simple Rev newsletter that, speaking of goosebumps, I mean, I just get goosebumps every time I, I think about it. So I get this note on October 19th from my friend and a Simple Rev all-star. Her name is Petta Wilson. Uh, she lives outside of Sydney, and she describes how much the Sydney Simple Rev event that she hosted the day before just rocked. Now, you got to keep in mind that this is the same woman who organized a half-day Simple Rev event in Sydney last year, one day after we did our Simple Rev thing in Minneapolis, and she brought an inspiring group of people together in the process. All of it, all of it, without help, all fueled entirely on her passion and her skills. This year, uh, she tells me that she hosted 12 adults and three kids in a fair trade network shop with a theme of enough. Uh, They got the shop's co-founder to um, engage everybody about ethically grown cotton, the impact that fair trade groups are having, um, stories from her travels to India to meet the people who make the products that this fair trade shop sells. I'm going to tell you, just in Petta's own words, she said that the shop was blessed by nearly $1,000 in purchases. So they, of course, were absolutely thrilled to host. Um, Plus, uh, her participants got to combine Christmas shopping with fair trade and intentional purchasing. She even mentioned that it was just really interesting to watch the care that people took with shopping after speaking about Simple Living. Uh, A lot of people were buying fair trade tea and coffee and chocolates as a gift, and they were doing that to prevent overwhelming their loved ones with a whole bunch of stuff on Christmas. So Peta, from your Simple Rev pals and the greater Simple Living community, we are so dang grateful that you are who you are and you do what you do. If you want to get involved with Simple Rev, I'm going to tell you about some ways in a moment. But before I do, I want to share some words from our participant, Matt. Um, He wanted me to relay his attempt to encapsulate the experience to you. So I'm paraphrasing here. Uh, But he said, uh, you know, when you're talking with someone about something you think is important, and you can just kind of tell that the other person has stopped listening, they're just politely waiting for you to be quiet so that he or she can start talking again. Well, that never happened at Simple Rev 2015. Everyone trusted and truly listened to each other all weekend long. Uh, And the sense of community, (laughs) whoa, whoa. The depth of trust, transparency, and kindness that participants shared with one another over two days was crazy. Yes, it was, Matt. It was crazy awesome. Um, Now, if this Simple Rev thing is starting to sound good to you like it is to thousands of others, there are a few dynamite ways to get involved. First is the Simple Rev email newsletter at simplerev.com slash newsletter. We've already welcomed hundreds of new subscribers since Simple Rev 2015 ended, and we would love to welcome you too if you're not already there. It's where you're going to find the tools and connections to build an amazing Simple Living community with us. So uh, come on over. Come on over. Yep. Yep. You can do it right now. It's cool. SimpleRev.com slash newsletter. Second, if you want to bring Simple Rev action to your area, you are invited to show us your interest in becoming a Simple Rev local gathering host at SimpleRev.com slash local. 
simplerev.com slash local. Just fill out, we have this quick form and we'll explore together what resources we can provide to you and find out whether this simplicity your way at your speed with your people thing, whether it's a great fit for all of us. Again, that's simplerev.com slash local. And last, if you're inspired to contribute something big, something meaningful to the Simple Rev movement, contact me however you want. Offer up your skill, your connections, your tools, your passion. I got to say, we are ready for you if you are ready for us. All right. Oh, insight about the fantastic participants? Check. Why, what, and how of our event activities? Check, check. The small factory tour of co-organizing and co-hosting Simple Rev 2015? Yep, check. How folks are changed when they find and connect with their people? Triple check. That was my way of recapping what you just heard. I know, it's weird. Just like me, I do things weird. The show notes, uh, if, oh boy, if you want to see some show notes, I tell you, they pretty much exploded on me for this episode. Uh, you can find links to all the good stuff I spoke about. Get your topic timestamps, takeaways, and all of the grooviness at valueofsimple.com slash SASM086. You'll also see information in the show notes about how to support me, the show, and our community via Patreon at valueofsimple.com slash Patreon. If you're not already a podcast subscriber, an email, a newsletter, getter, dude or dudette, or you want to leave a brief iTunes review, you will find links to all of that fun stuff at valueofsimple.com slash SASM086. Again, let me express my sincerest and deepest appreciation to the team that contributed to Simple Rev 2015. Anthony Ungaro, the co-host, Sarah Wakecamp, co-organizer, all our awesome volunteers, all our inspiring workshop leaders, speakers, our breakout session leaders, storytellers, every single participant who is just as important and contributed just as much as everybody else. Wow. Just so much gratitude for everyone. Um, if you want to get in on the sharing act, please, I'm all ears and eyes. Uh, my email is joel at valueofsimple.com. I'm on Twitter at Joel Zeslowski, and I'm hopefully coming to a town near you, assuming you want me to host your event or lead a workshop on you know spreadsheets or simple living or community building or something. If you got something out of this episode or just generally dig the show, Will you please share it with some groovy folks? That would be super sweet because uh, people are dependent on you. you. They want you to point them, say, hey, look, this thing over here, it's cool. You should check it out. People depend on you to point them to the good stuff. And I am always grateful when you show some love by talking about what we're building here together. It's now time for your partner in simplifying to sign off again. You've just listened to the Smart and Simple Matters podcast with Joel Zaslavsky creator of all things value of simple.